You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Order! 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 Yes, the judge has joined us. Greg McCallum, he does it most weeks here on Higher Ground. Welcome, Greg. Thanks. How you doing, mate? I'm going really well, Chris. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. Uh, interesting time uh, of the season. Interesting time uh, for a number of other reasons as well. Just looking back at the weekend, wow. Uh, we have got a stack of players uh, charged over the weekend. Um, there are a couple of particularly spiteful games. We'll talk about those in a moment. A uh, lot of players hit with fines and a number of players have been suspended. I'll, I'll rattle through this list. It's quite exhaustive. Now, the Roosters will be without Angus Crichton again uh, for three games for a crusher tackle on uh, Panthers forward Liam Martin. We'll chat about that. Penrith centre, uh, Kurt Capewell, a one game for a crusher tackle. Dragons forward Tarek Sims, he'll miss one game. Careless high tackle. Uh, Bulldogs forward Dylan Narpers facing a three-week ban. His teammate Jack Hetherington looking looking at a, a two-game ban with an early plea um, for a grade one careless high tackle. I thought that was a bit harsh as well. Um, and three g- games, I think, if he fights it and loses. Now, Kane Evans, he's copped a two-match ban. His Warriors teammate, Matt Lodge, also two weeks. And Dallin Wateni-Zelezniak, uh, I understand he's fighting a contrary conduct charge at the judiciary. And so, too, is uh, Panthers hooker, Appy Coruscant. Uh And then what else we got? Manly prop, uh, Toa Sipley, he's accepted... A one-match ban for a crusher tackle. Well, I've run out of breath. I think that's it. But my goodness, there's a lot of players missing this weekend and a lot of players, as I say, uh, hit with fines. Firstly, mate, uh, before we go through a couple of those, I particularly want to talk about the Crichton one. Uh, Sledging. Sledging, sledging, sledging. And you know where I'm coming from. Will Chambers, his name was all over the charge sheet at the weekend, uh, playing for Cronulla uh, against the Warriors. Um, now, it resulted in three, his lip, his lip, right? His, his sledging resulted in three Warriors players being charged, including Kane Evans. He was sent to the sin bin twice, on report three times. I don't think I've seen one player on the end of so much hatred in one game for a long, long time. That's got to be up there with some of the best you've seen, Greg. Oh, it was. I found it fascinating watching the game unfold. And, and you know, you all, you felt as though you knew what was going to happen. He, he's so good at it, Will Chambers, and he was doing it the week before, and there was some comment made leading into this game. But obviously target uh, Kate Evans, I don't know the reason why, whether there's some history there or mm. he just targeted him. But uh, Kate Evans uh, fell for it, hook, line and sinker, didn't he? And threw a couple of punches and certainly put some extra effort into a, a body slam that he executed on Will Chambers. Uh, it was it was fascinating to watch. You don't see it very often, uh, but when you do see it, it's quite a telling uh, aspect in the game, isn't it? Yes, and uh, you, you, know, you ask the question, well, is it sportsmanlike? Well, no, um, but it's part of sport, yes. Um, it's been around for donkey's years, but I guess uh, the landscape is changing. We're living in a very different world these days. Um and back in, in back in the day when you were refereeing, well, you want to sledge someone, well, they'll sort of take the law into their own hands. And I guess that's what Kane Evans did a bit, isn't it? He, he yeah. snapped and he, he threw a couple of punches. Exactly. Um, I bet he wishes they landed a bit more flush on, on Chambers' chin, but they didn't. But um, So he's copped a two-game ban, Kane Evans. So first for that punching Chambers and then a separate incident again, which you touched on there, uh, a pretty violent head slam on Chambers. Now, Matt Lodge, he also cops a two-week ban for a high tackle on 
guess who? Will Chambers. Uh, and Dallin Wateni Zelezniak. He's going to front the judiciary, as I've said earlier, to avoid a one-match ban over an incident with, guess who? Will Chambers. Now, um, even his own coach, Will, has sort of said, look, he doesn't agree with what he's doing, and the Warriors mm. certainly think that Chambers has stepped right over the line. Is there a line that players can step over? No, definitely. I think um, in all of these things, there is there is a limit in what um, you should be able to do and, and get away with it. Uh, I suppose the, the telling factor is the Warriors got the points. Uh, Will Chambers' team didn't. And I suppose the fact that his own coach came out and was quite critical of that sort of style of behaviour, I think, is the, the key that came out of it. Uh, look, it, it's happened. It happened back when I was refereeing, Chris. Um, it, the, the difference was, back in my era, if you had sledging going on and it was affecting what was going on in the game, we had the control and we had the power to do something about it. And players were sent to the sin bin for sledging because the referee felt, and if the referee felt... Oh, is that right? You've said... Of the game, no, didn't yeah, know absolutely. that. Didn't know that, yeah. Yeah, if the referee felt the control was being taken away from him, which it did happen a little bit on the weekend, didn't it? Because mm-hmm. there were incidents in so many aspects of the game uh, that the player was sent to the bin. And I think that was uh, was something that was a good tool we had. It didn't stop players saying things, uh, Chris, of course, mm. but... Um, and then there were some good sledges back in, in my day. Um, I bet there were. Who were some of the good ones? Or yeah, not, not well, I shouldn't great, put it like that. Who were the notorious sledges? Tugger Coleman was probably <laughs> the best. Uh, he just got in under everybody's skin, and, and it was more the way he delivered things. And, and they weren't personal attacks. It was more about um, um, something had gone on in the game if the player had dropped the ball or couldn't handle the pressure or whatever. Um, and, of course, I had Benny Elias and Mario Fennick playing against each other all the time. So yeah. <laughs> there was plenty being said. Um, but, again, you know, if, if we said that enough's enough, they generally stopped it. The only problem I had, the only guy I had a problem with was Andy Gregory, the English halfback um, that came out here and played with the Steelers because you couldn't understand what he was saying. No, I thought you were about he to say He just rattled that. off yes. and, and play, players was asking me, what's he saying? <laughs> Such a What's such a saying? strong, oh, strong Northern English accent. I know exactly what I you mean. I... Yeah. Ricky Stewart. Uh, look, look, Ricky it's... Stewart was a bit of a sledger too, I think, in his day. Oh, yeah. Ricky was, was clever. Ricky was very clever. And, look, the good ones don't say too many words. It's the the ones that ramble on. Everyone just dismisses. But some, of, some players, they were very, very good at getting to the core of what I wanted to say to try and put their opponent off. And that's what sledging's all about, isn't it? Mm, yeah, okay. All right, well, I guess, you know, there is a line that they shouldn't step over, and particularly uh, these days with no crowds there. The mic, the ref's mic and the TV mics, they're picking every little sound up. So you want to be yeah. careful with what does come out of your lips because it will be for public consumption. If I change tack a little bit, um, Greg, uh, talking to Greg McCallum, by the way, um, Graham Annesley, NRL head of uh, head of football, um, he's spoken today, and uh, we've got a couple of repeat offenders in that long list I gave you earlier. One of which is Jack Hetherington, right? He's got a rap sheet as long as your arm. Um, let's firstly hear what Annesley has to say. Our players get through their careers without ever troubling the judiciary, uh, but we have got some players through technique or aggression or whatever it might be and there's nothing wrong with controlled aggression but uh, when it's uh, when it goes beyond controlled aggression and breaches the rules then 
uh, the referees and the match review committee and judiciary generally have got a responsibility to come down on that because we're trying to protect the players who are not offending and we're trying to protect the players who are offended against. So uh, it's a, it is a disturbing trend. It's one that um, I hope um, is a bit of a glitch and will settle down over the next few weeks. Uh, but one thing's for certain is that things won't be backing off. Uh, so the referees and the match review committee, uh, this is none of these things that I've just run you through as, are as a result of any crackdown. This is just what happened in the normal course of play. Well, there is Graham Annesley. Uh, they're speaking about repeat offenders, and obviously Jack Hetherington. He's got some issues. Look, I think he was harshly dealt with. I, I don't think he uh, deserved to be charged with a Grade One careless high tackle for the incident um, at the weekend. But can I ask you this, Greg? Um, players that do have history, it must be hard. And you were head of the match review. It must be hard to ignore all that history and just focus on this this pure incident in isolation. Surely it comes into your thinking, your mindset, that you're dealing with a player that has got a, a pretty reckless charge seat. Well, you do, but, but what tends to balance it out is that you tend to look you know, really deeply into the incident itself. So you make sure that you're going to come up with a um, something that's um, according to the code, which you've always got to fall back on, but also that's fair in, in determining things. I agree. I don't think there was terribly much wrong with the tackle. Um, but Hetherington's problem is he's been charged numerous times over the last three years. 75% of the charges are careless high tackles. And that's what's he's hanging by that at the moment. And in the last sort of three or four months, it's now compounding into a charge will eventually give him three, four weeks out of the game. And a couple of players at the moment are going into the last few weeks of the competition um, really against the wall in terms of their loading, carryover points. Angus Crichton's an example of that. I'll touch and on Angus a in a moment. I'll touch on Angus in yeah. a moment, if, if I can. Sorry for jumping in there. Just back on, on Hetherington. Can I ask you, and this is a tricky question, right? This is a tricky question. If it is Billy Bloggs with a clean rap sheet that um, had that slightly high tackle yesterday, um, if it's him and not Jack Hetherington, does he get sin-binned? Oh, look, I, I think that's it's an interesting comment. I think people believe that's the case. Um, I wouldn't say that's the case in terms of refereeing the bunker and the match review committee all conspiring together to come up with a charge with him. I think each operates on its own. Um, I didn't think there was a great deal in the tackle. That's that's just my view on that particular tackle um, that he's been charged with and has copped the, the compounding penalty. Um, but other tackles he's done in, in throughout the year, I think, have warranted yeah. charges. It just happened to be that tackle, uh, to me... Look, at the moment, any tackle, any contact with the head is going to come under the view and licence of the match review committee and the bunker's doing their job in making sure that they don't get missed. Mm. All right, mate, finally, just on Angus Crichton, I've got a lot of Roosters fans via text and I've read on social media, they're blowing up um, and you might want to explain it to them because you know more about it than most of us. It was only a grade one crusher tackle on Liam Martin and I thought that look honestly I thought that was over the top I don't think there was anything he'd do about it but it's a grade one crusher but he's uh, he's gone for three weeks just explain why that is uh, the loading coming on top of uh, recent charges he, he missed origin of course through um, suspension 
And, you know, you've got carryover points um, there and, of course, the loading on top of the charge. So mm. one match turns quickly into three at, at that stage of the culmination of points. Uh, again, you know, there, I think there were three players charged with crusher tackles uh, that will serve suspensions yeah. over the weekend. And I think that's a worrying trend in the game at the moment because it's saying to me that the technique of taking players to the ground has changed. So the players are actually pulling them to the ground. And once you start pulling the player to the ground, um, and Angus Crichton did do this, and I've got to say that I agree with the charge in this case, he actually spread his legs so that his weight was transferred onto the back of the neck of the player. And that's why he was charged with a crusher tackle. Mm. All right, mate, I appreciate your perspective on all, all things uh, re-offences and charges and all that sort of stuff. And always, always good to chat to you, mate. So we'll, we'll try and do it again next week if we can. My absolute pleasure. Great Thanks, stuff, mate. great stuff. There is uh, Greg McCallum, uh, a friend of the show, and he joins us most weeks here on Higher Ground.